Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Convention Confessional. Uh, I'm your host, Katie Hunt, and uh, if you're new here, this is a show about sharing some of our favorite convention stories. Uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are hilarious, and some of them are downright horrifying, I'm sure, because, let's face it, nobody really has a clean story to tell. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no stories ever, like, completely harmless. Um, on today's show, I have my friend Ryan Pagella, um, who has done many a convention with me. Hi, Ryan. Hey, I like hey. that opening you did there. You were like, oh, hello, guys. What was it? Like, you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Hi, what's going on? Oh, hello there. <laughs> That's what my voice has turned into, like, being locked up for a friggin' year. Yeah, well, I had to. I had to be silent while you did your intro, and I'm trying not to die. Well, as long as you think you've ever been quiet in your life, Ryan. So, congratulations. Yeah, I know, right? I'm proud of myself. Right I now. am proud of you. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, dear? I'm good. I'm great. It's fantastic outside. It's finally warming up after the entire month of February, once it was like negative 11 degrees and windy. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. This is this is like perfect Katie Hunt weather. Where it's like not cold or hot. It's true. It's true. I'm I'm living in my element right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, you know the drill on this show. Basically, what happens is you come and uh, you confess some wonderful convention <laughs> story for us that we can all either laugh or cry about with you. Um, I know you haven't <laughs> caught the first episode yet because it literally just went up um today, but uh. Yeah, I sh- I shared uh I shared the story about uh Tony Stark having to pee at the convention. I think I've told you the story. Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes I confuse it with you having to pee just in general. Right. It's so. just like I just dress up like Tony Stark and go pee in men's bathrooms just for the hell of it. <laughs> that has been a problem. <laughs> it really is. That that is my that is my burden to bear. That's no one else's. So <laughs> she's like, <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Right. Right. Uh, so, I mean, like, you and I have worked together on several conventions in the past, and I know we have, like, a hundred stories. We could probably just bang out, like, 70 episodes on our own here. Um, yeah, I wonder if I'm going to be, like, a reoccurring guest where you're like, okay, let's go back and talk about this particular horrific convention we dealt with. Not even the convention. Like, this was day one. <laughs> yeah, right. I When you approached me about doing this, I'm like, oh, God, where do we even start? And I was like, I think we really would have to just start from, like, how we met. Because even that is crazy on its own. It's true. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, a good tale of, like, how conventions operate. Because you know how they are, where it's like, you meet people just by walking up and talking to them. Because we started going to conventions when there wasn't, like, iPhones or smartphones. We just had laptops, which barely would get an internet signal if you brought it to the hotel with you. So. Right really back then you just had to talk to people and that's how we met but i don't know i mean do we want to talk about that do you want to talk about how we met because that's one of my favorite stories of I all mean, we, could definitely, we can do a couple if you want like it doesn't have to be limited to just the one no story. it's just gonna be us like shooting the shit <laughs> right. this is literally just us talking about like you know the past um yeah no definitely the story of we met please by all means okay fine well i'll i'll open it and you can jump on in but basically katie and i both were cosplaying for our intro into the conventional world and that's a lot of what we did there but really i think what highlights our time there is that you and i did all the performances like we like if there was a show that needed a host or a script or a team of actors like that was 
what Katie and I provided. I like in a way I went to conventions to meet friends, but mostly so I could act like it started off as cosplay, but then I just wanted to like perform in the shows and that's what happened. So basically, um, God, where was it even like, did I talk to you previously the anime dating game or was that really the first time? That was literally like, as it was happening was the first time you and I actually ever talked. <laughs> okay. But, but we had technically met before, but we didn't know that it was at AAC in 2006 when I was a participant in the masquerade and you were just hosting it. You weren't supposed to be the host. You just kind of became the host, which right, is right. But that's like a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you're going to talk to about that story with. But... I, mean, that, I mean, it's definitely going to come up at some point. It has to, like I said, there's like a laundry list of stories that have yeah. to be brought into the world. Okay. Uh, no, but like we had, we'd, I think we'd met briefly because I was backstage doing main event stuff because I pretty much lived on main events in 2006. But I don't who think were you that year? Like, a, like who were you hosting as? Like, I don't remember that. You weren't Tomaki yet. That wasn't a thing, I don't think. Or were know, you? That, that was, I started off as Tomaki, yeah. But I mean, like did I said, really? it was like probably a brief hello and we moved on. Oh, right. Because, okay, Orn Host Club did come out that year. I thought it came out later, but I just remembered the group I was with. Somebody, like, met somebody that was there that was dressed up as, uh, Oh God, I'm blanking his name. Um, I don't know the one with the glasses that I played. <laughs> Kyoya. I was I almost said Kyoga, and I'm like that is not right. <laughs> I've seen one episode of that show. Okay, I watched it because you. Well, you didn't even like make me do that. That's okay. I'm skipping around, and I'm thinking of like a different time. Let's stick to the story here. So anyway, <laughs> so AAC, right? So we meet there technically and then i think like a year went by before we really saw each other again because i was going through like my bullshit period of time in my life so i was not really like i was at cons but i wasn't really participating um and then it was anime boston in which we were both you weren't in the dating game i was i was playing james from team rocket and you were still dressed as tamaki this was like katie went through a phase where she was just tamaki everywhere and then eventually that just like turned into tony stark which i guess is essentially the same kind of character he just grew up yeah i mean he went from like (laughs) he went from like a pretty like feminine like blonde boy to like like grown up like drunken mess man i don't know uh i grew up yeah but (laughs) But anyway, so I was playing James and I all I remember about that show is that, okay, so like if you're not familiar with a dating game is like for your listeners anyway, but, but hopefully they are. Um, they set it up like the traditional old like game show, the dating game where they have somebody on one side of a wall asking questions to like three other participants on the other side of the wall. And like then they get to decide who they're going to date at the end, except, you know, this is like fandom. So now there's suddenly like, I don't know. I think it was in that show. It was Shigure from Fruits Basket, which was played by Lindsay. I knew her. Um, And then there was somebody, I think, next to me that was like Hero from Gundam Wing. And then the person asking questions was Zealous from Slayers. And I don't know if anybody will remember any of those characters because it's been like years since any of those shows were relevant. Yeah, I've just been saying it's been like (laughs) years, you know. Yeah, I know. Like, it's only been two years ago. We definitely didn't age like 15 years since then. Absolutely not. (laughs) and so anyway i was in that show as james and i don't know what's with conventions not understanding audio equipment but like all these conventions put on shows and i think this is actually something that excelled when we took over kineticon is that we were really specific about like what we wanted on the main stage we're like we need monitors so we can hear ourselves and like people fought us on that they're like why do we need more speakers i'm like because we cannot hear anything 
at all, including to each other. So like we need monitors on the stage. And so Anime to Boston did not have monitors. So Zealous was asking questions that the audience could hear and laugh and it like respond to. And like that I would hear be like contestant number two. And then like a ton of laughter and then everybody's staring at me and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that person just said. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're asking me because like at least when there isn't a wall there, I can see your lips. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But this was just like sound into the ether. And so I, I would just say things like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't paying attention because I'm just thinking about how pretty I am. And like, people dug that and that of helped. But did. mostly you were like right in front of me in that front row because you were there to see um, Paul. Was it Paul? Well, Paul was there and Rob were there. So oh, Rob was Paul there. Was- yeah. Holy fuck, Rob was there. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. I totally forgot Rob was there. Anyway, yeah, so always, uh, he did he did the dating game at um, AB Forever. Th- that's right. He did do that, and then it translated to AAC. For some reason, I thought he was like famous for AAC, even though I know that's not correct. No, so no, that's me. You keep confusing him with me. No, I I know there's nobody more famous than you, Katie. We know. Uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> do you want me to show you more compliments? No, please just continue with your story. <laughs> okay, fine. Or I lose well, where, where I do show you with compliments. So she's in the front row dressed as Tam- Tamaki, and I just start flirting with Katie because I'm like, well, I can't do anything with this other character. And like, I don't know what was going on. Whoever's playing that zealous whistle was like, very good. So ho- I hopefully that person isn't listening to this podcast, but I think it might have been like the first time on stage. I don't know. Uh, and if they were good, like I just couldn't hear it. What I could hear was that girl that was being lenient inverse in the background who was like heckling. And I think she was put there intentionally to heckle, but like, like she didn't have the experience to like, I don't know, read the room and know when to stop. So she just kept screaming. And eventually I told her to shut up. <laughs> I was like, please shut up. I can't hear what they're saying. So I'm flirting with Katie instead. The, the, at the end of the round, they didn't pick me. Zealous didn't pick James or whatever. So I was like, I don't want you anyway. I'm interested in my new love, Tamaki. <laughs> then Katie's like, oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm involved in this somehow. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I was able to like egg on. I think it's because... Like, I had theater experience, and, like, you were the only person in the room besides Lindsay, who was next to me, who was, like, interacting with me, and, like, you know, like, I think, because you were making faces at me and stuff, and we kept pointing at each other, so, like, I think you just understood that dynamic. Well, so, anyway. Was, like, during, like, the whole thing, because you couldn't hear what was going on, so, like, we kind of made eye contact, and we just ended up flirting with each other the entire show. <laughs> like, it was so good, Because though. it just turned into a thing. Like, you saw me one time, you're just like, Tomaki, and I was like, oh, James. And <laughs> yeah, right. So we made our like, own kind of, like, show in the front row, because We honestly, did! Like, we were, we stole the show. We literally stole the show and ran down the aisle throwing roses at people, so... I don't know. It was good. And that's, I think that was like how we really met. And then uh, you, you're telling me that I didn't do this, but I swear to God, I danced with you backstage at the masquerade that year during the YMCA. You swear that did not happen. So I hope that wasn't some stranger. I mean, that was 2007, right? Yeah, I think it was 2008. It was 2007. If it's, I mean, it possibly did. I don't remember because all I remember about the anime Boston masquerade was that my friends and I were, th- no, that wasn't the skit year. No, that's a lot. Is that not the year you did Hairspray? No, Hairspray was the next year. And the only reason I remember that is because the following year after that was Best in Show. Are you I'd only performed in like one masquerade. That was the only masquerade I performed in. I'm going to call you out because I think you're wrong. Because I think Dead Moon Circus was 2009 because that was the last anime Boston I went to and I was there. Yeah, Dead Moon Circus was 2009, but then we're talking about 2007 year. That's two years before. Oh, was Hairspray 2007 and not 2008? 
No. I don't okay, remember. So, it's all about. I mean, it was 2008. It probably was you, and you probably don't remember. Whatever. <laughs> it's but all the same. Katie was I just like drunk backstage. <laughs> I remember. And I do remember is 2007 was the year of the really amazing chess match. And I know I was Tomiki for that because oh. I got king of the chessboard. And that was the year that Paul. Um, who we were just talking about, who was helping to host the dating game at um, AB that year. Yeah. Um, he was Roy Mustang and he was the king of the other side. And it was like Shonen versus Shoji, I think. Oh my God. I forgot about that. By the way, Paul was also referred to as Hot Roy Mustang. Nobody knew his name for like two years. <laughs> Nobody I really mean, dressed up at that point. Oh wait, like, Kitty, can I tell you that I haven't talked to him in years and I accidentally sent him a message like yesterday? <laughs> Paul? Yeah, I was trying to send him, I was trying to send another person I know who's named Paul, like, a link to something, and I mm-hmm. sent it, and I sent it to that Paul, and I was like, sorry, I didn't mean, to. it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog thing, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, that I didn't mean to send that to you, and he's just like, well, I always gotta go fast, and I'm like, well, I'm glad that he's still the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was just, it came down to, you know, they script, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm gonna really ruin everybody's lives here we script chess matches we script we script dating games and we script masquerades because we have to stay on a time limit like wait a second are you telling me you script masquerades and other shows that are not kineticon i will not be judged nor do i make (laughs) comments I'm just gonna leave that this out. Is in not, the this is not how my legacy dies. No, um, no, it's not. But you know what I mean? Like we have to, like to an extent. Like a lot of it is improv. A lot of it is us just like messing around, trying to keep the crowd entertained. But there has to be some kind of a semblance of a script to keep things on track. Otherwise, we'll be doing events until we're dead. I guess what she means by scripts is like a script outline, right? Like you know, it's like the the scenes are written out, and it's like you have five minutes to do this scene, and if you do it longer than that, you're just getting shut off either way. So generally, you would try and finish before five minutes, right? Exactly. But like I said, it's just kind of like we're just putting filler in so that we're not up there going, uh, 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 uh yeah. Okay. Can I, can uh, I just uh, like verify for now? Because there are people who are like, why are the hosts on stage? This was a problem that Katie and I dealt with at Kineticon for years. Is that we would get feedback where people would love our shows that we hosted, and especially the masquerade but then there'd be like a handful of people being like why are the hosts up there for so long it's like okay do you understand that like there are like these are not like the same continuous performers for each skit like it's a whole new group of performers coming on every time and they have to move all their shit around every single time you know like it's a talent show basically and i mean i have have to drag their dead bodies off before i can let the next act come on so (laughs) yeah i don't it's crazy it's like i i I don't understand some people anyway we're like way off track already this is a great part so yeah so like you know the chess match at anime boston is a tiny bit scripted period and that again that's just to keep the game going but also to make sure characters know what they're doing in case they die or they win or blah 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 and it came down to, like, me and Paul as the two kings, somehow. And well, you I are believe a king. he had a queen left, and I had, like, a pawn or something left. I honestly can't remember the pieces on the board. And all I remember is that the move was that Paul won. And Tomiki lost. And I had not talked to the person in charge of chess match about it, but I had talked to Paul about it. And I was like, Roy Mustang can't win this dating game. I mean, excuse me, the chess match. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, no, there's no way he's going to win this chess match. And I'm going to tell you why. And we talked about it. 
and I convinced him to go along with my little ploy. So what happened? Was, <laughs> I convinced him very easily. I was like, all right. I'm like, you know what? You can win or I can win. And ladies. And I had every single girl in the chess match come back on stage and surround themselves around Roy Mustang. I'm like, you can have all these women if I can win. Oh my God. I don't, <laughs> and, he goes, I, and he goes, winner. And I just remember like, uh, and the audience is like, woo! The people playing that had their scripts are like flipping through it, going, "This is not in the script. Like, this is not what we were told was going to happen." Like, I just completely took over that chess match because I'm like, "There's no way in hell that Tomiki would lose to Roy Mustang when he has access to all of these women and he knows this dude's a womanizer." Like, yeah, I like that. I'm sad I missed that. I don't, I don't think I saw that there. That was, it was, was honestly was like one of the best chess moments ever because I, just I mean that's, that just, is something because chess can be like kind of like lengthy you know what i mean like it can get a little boring at times and that sounds amazing it, it for the longest time too the clip was on youtube and it's gone now but i know there used to be a clip of me and him getting into a slap fight right before the end of the game on, and, uh, on youtube my special mm-hmm. attack my special attack was the bishonen squad you remember them I do remember them. They were so fantastic. They were my special attack during chess, and they, they were went on stage and like set up a whole moment of like flower petals and everything else. <laughs> oh my god! They were the guys that always dressed up in like tiny spandex too, right? Uh, possibly. They were mostly in Ghostbuster so. outfits to like set up scenes and stuff, if I remember. But I mean, oh you know. yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, I I am remembering them correctly. I just I think they were also. They did it. Th- I'm thinking of one of the groups they did one year. I think one year they were like in spandex. I think it was one year they did that, and the rest of the years they did not do that. But that's the only year I remember because there were a lot of bulges. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, and I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all that really matters in the long run, right? Oh my god, that's fantastic! I'm sad I missed that. Oh yeah, well you know it's a Sunday, like Sunday games, like everybody's running around doing stuff, saying bye to their friends. Like no one really catches like the Sunday events. Uh, oh that was the year that i was also sick during the con so like i like made it to the masquerade and not very well and like i was bedridden for most of that do you know how much it sucks to go to a convention here's a great lesson that the pandemic is now teaching us take showers wash your fucking hands don't cough and sneeze on people because (laughs) it sucks to spend money going to a con that you then don't get to experience and you have to spend in the hotel room like eating soup and not getting out of bed because you're too sick to be there, but you can't go home because you're in another state somewhere. It's true. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there at least once. Yeah, I know. Like, if not, I've had roommates that have done that. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, gross. And then the thing I see is, like, back in the day, like, you don't even think about it. You're just like, oh, well, you're coughing all over me? Oh, well, con plague. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. How many times did we walk away from Kineticon and then, like, get sick a week later? It was, like, almost every single time. Pretty much. In the middle of the summer, no less. That's the worst time to be sick. Oh, it really, really is. I Oh, God. It's already hot and gross out. And then, yeah, like, and then you have like a, a fever cold. on top of that. Forget it. Right. I know. It, well, like, they, we always called it a cold, but complex really could be anything. It was like basically a bunch of shitty flu symptoms. And you were like, oh, great. Now I'm going to like puke on this person. Yeah. Anyway. Like, um, yeah. No, but literally, though, it's just like, this is the PSA. If you go to a convention, <laughs> shower. If you go to a convention, eat at least two meals a day. If you go to a convention, take care of yourself. Like, yeah, oh my God. I like, most of the, and the thing is, too, is like most of the people that go to these conventions now that i have noticed are like you know old enough to know better like yeah i think are, when like, we went there's adults and their right. adult parents are like keeping track of them 
Well, when we, yeah, I was gonna say when we were kids, well, not kids, when we were in our early twenties, there were a lot of teenagers there because their parents would just dump them off this thing. They don't do that anymore so much. So, oh no, my first convention at Anime Boston, please, we got let off on the side of the road in the middle of Boston. They're like, see you in six hours, bye. <laughs> see, <laughs> I mean, that's how it was. Boston, like at the at the plaza. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god, I, I I forgot about like how Anime Boston was too. Mm-hmm. I, Oh, I th- I the first anime Boston I went to, I took the train in because I lived in Natick. So like we just took the commuter rail and we're like, okay, this is good enough because <laughs> it goes right into the Prudential Center and then we can leave. But yeah, yeah, I didn't participate in anything that first year. Yeah, anyway, first... so hmm? what? Oh, no. like my first year, we literally just got like thrown out of the car and left. Yeah, like trash on the side of the road. It's Pretty like much. we're done with you. you dressed, were... up, dressed up trash. Thank you very much. Oh, so you're a whore. Got it. So, <laughs> excuse me, no whore. <laughs> a you whore for really attention, maybe. Wig, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It depends what you were wearing that day. If you were, I was, I was um my first official convention cosplay costume was Hatsaharu Soma from Fruits Basket. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess you're not a whore. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I just and I think too like we were. I was just talking about this with somebody the other day about how my wig was a George Washington wig that I yeah. had cut down and I painted ha- painted not like wefts painted with acrylic paint black and white. This is like before Hamilton existed. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent before. So like this is just like predestiny. But like this, uh, yeah, I was gonna say this is something you just did on your own. <laughs> but I literally walked into a convention with a painted wig. And people thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. And I just, to this day, do not understand. Because the things that people do with wigs nowadays, with, like, the different are like amazing. And the foam. I, yeah, I know. I don't know. Like, that happened with me, too, when I first cosplayed Axel from Kingdom Hearts. And, like, I I literally got, like, a shitty wig from the wig store that was just bright red. That I think it was, like, a, it wasn't, like, the one that you can mold. It was just literally a red wig. And I just hung upside down and sprayed it so the spikes were up. It didn't look like his hair at all. But everyone's like, you look just like Axel. And I was like looking at the pictures of it recently. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with that wig? <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just like, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but the fact that people were like, I mean, it was 2004. This was back when like. All right. Well, there's also a period of time when I first met you, which we could talk about since we're in that era anyway, right. in which you didn't even wear wigs. You like absolutely refused to use them. You're like, oh, I'll just dye my hair and change my hairstyle every time because wigs suck. And maybe it's like this trauma you had from this president wig. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that, though? Like, oh, yeah. you dyed your hair blonde mm-hmm. for Vash the Stampede that first AAC we worked together and yeah. we were staying in the same room and you like you dyed it blonde you're like it's not blonde enough so I then you like bleached too. it again I know but then you bleached it again and then I remember you lying there and being like you know my head's really starting to burn I'm like you need to take that out of your hair okay. <laughs> but it was blonde it worked so yeah. and you know it's funny now that you say that because like I'm still I try my hardest not to have to wear a wig for my costumes like I try to kind of base my characters around like not having to wear a wig that's fair I don't like them like I'm not a fan of them like it's just I mean I know like it makes the costume look amazing and for certain costumes yes you do need wigs for a hundred percent like this is like my personal opinion obviously it's just like, but I feel like if I can make my hair more natural yeah. to the character, then I'm going to go for it. I'm and in the same boat as you. I did the same thing. And it's funny now because now, like, I've been cosplaying as Tony Stark for almost, like, what, 13 years? That is your real hair. That is my real hair. And it's and, and my hair is going gray now because, you know, I'm <laughs> years old. So it's like, 
it's going great. I don't know. I'm, it really is. Like it's it's doing that salt and pepper thing. And now like where Tony is at in like Endgame and Infinity Wars and stuff, like my hair color is almost the exact same hair color as so, so it's like, you know, I don't have to do shit to my hair. I'm good. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I've been leading yeah. up to this moment. It's all been work, right? Now are you gonna look like Doctor Strange? It'll be really funny. Mm, that would be good. That would or Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. Pick Pick your poison. Right. I can. I mean, we always joked about if I went bald for some reason, I could just be like an actual Xavier. So uh, I don't I mean, yeah, you could. But like, do you really want to be Xavier? <laughs> no, I did that once. I've lived that life. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, at least I got to play Magneto. And like, that was a different dating game. We're just talking shit. OK, so yeah, like there was another dating game. That, yeah, there was another dating game we did where we did X-Men and we were Xavier and Magneto hosting the show as those two characters and at least i got to play magneto who's a character like who is like i mean he's psychotic in a different way but charles xavier's evil right like (laughs) we're all on board with that right like we all know he's the bad guy right right (laughs) i mean come on anyway okay so do you remember after we did all that shit at animated boston the year we met i saw you in line and i don't remember what you're wearing but i asked this is important to the story i walked up to you and i go are you john hart and you were like, no, I don't think you even knew it was me because I was out of costume. And you thought it was just some like person stalking you because that happened a lot back then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I thought you were John Hart. You should be John Hart. And then I left like, what an awkward conversation. I should have explained that it was James from the fucking show. But like, I didn't even do that. I was like, oh, I look totally different now. I'm just going to come up and ask a totally random question and leave. <laughs> I don't know what I was wearing because it's like ne- the next year was like 2009 is when I started working with you guys at Kineticon is when I you actually- probably weren't wearing a costume you're probably wearing your regular clothes you were in the checkout line you were leaving you're trying to leave the hotel like my god get away from me psycho you're Who like wearing you? jeans and like uh, probably something that was red and it's like oh are you from Torchwood and you're like who the fuck are you <laughs> what the hell is Torchwood <laughs> oh well aren't you glad I introduced you my um god. Yeah. And then, okay, so then at some point over that year, I was, like, talking to you online. I kept on messaging you because you, I don't know, you had your AIM up in, I think, the AAC message boards or something. So, like, I followed you from there because that's what you did back in the day. And, like, you're like, this guy won't stop messaging me. Like, what the fuck's his problem? <laughs> no, I don't think that was ever, like what i thought it was you know i mean it's just like it's back in the day like aims up you've got the message boards up you get talking to people and like the message boards are really how you made friends and like i said aim which now anybody that's listening to this hopefully is in our age group if not aim was aol instant messenger kids well, so now, now everybody just knows we're 100 um yeah i uh, yeah remember that with away <laughs> messages AOL, you know <laughs> yeah i know i know oh my god it, aol could have been worse it's like this is back from the 90s right no. and i said like a lot of my friends like i said we met like before there was really like cell phone communication before like the internet was yeah. really thriving that they were formed everything was on message boards oh my god i'm like having like a flashback here <laughs> i'm not yeah. nostalgic for this by the way it's a little bit easier now <laughs> I know. And like i said like at the end of the day like really like when conventions weren't huge because i mean now they weren't like, thousands upon thousands of thousands of people but before like some of these conventions we're talking about you'd go to them and there might have been like six thousand people at them so you're gonna run into the same people quite often is wait i, mean, I know it still sounds like a, a hell of a lot of people but i mean 
you know, you, you ran into everybody because not everybody was dressed up like My Hero Academia. Not everybody had like the most recent anime costumes. Not I, I mean, every when we were going there, it was like Naruto had taken over. Like that was, and neither of us really watched that much Naruto, but we both cosplayed from it at one point. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, I think we hit all like the main markers. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we only did it because we we're like, oh, people are paying attention to me. Take my picture. Yeah, that's right. But it is mm. funny, like, through the years, like, you can tell, like, what year a convention was by, like, the massive... What everyone's wearing. Up. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, that that year that I met you, I w- what was I even doing? I was doing something from Resident Evil because Resident Evil 4 had just dropped. And so, like, Resident Evil had gotten, like, super popular again. So that was a thing. And then also it was Oran Host Club. Like, those were the two things. Right. Right, and then, and then FMA was a massive thing. Oh my and god, then, fucking Full Metal Alchemist. I never finished that show. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> I know what happens. Like, everybody was host club at one point. Everybody was Naruto for the longest time. I like it moves. I remember the Hetalia phase. Oh yeah, Hetalia. Oh god, the Hetalia phase. I thought that was never going away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like one of those ones that lasted forever. What was the one with the demons? That was big. Oh, the one that was the MS Paint comic, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. I forget. I always Homestuck. Homestuck, that yep, that's it. That's, like, Homestuck yeah. is huge. I don't know what it is now because oh, I it's, haven't. It's my been... hero academia. Is it really? That's a hundred percent. Okay, I believe. It's a really you. good I mean... show, by the way. I don't know if you've watched any of it. Or not. It is a very good show, but that is the thing right now. No, I've seen clips of it, and I'm like, do I want to invest time in this right now? And I'm like, no, I have like a thousand other things I need to watch, so I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> But that was actually a good thing about cons back in the day is like that would sometimes inspire me to like get into a show or a game or something because I'd be like, what the fuck is this from? And then they would tell me and then I'd look it up and like, now I want to play it. (laughs) Now I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't know. But that was like a whole deal. I think it was after that, after all the things we just listed that you and I um, started to talk to each other, you were coming to Kineticon and I told you first I told you to come like the musical was happening. Oh, God, the musical. We're not going to talk about that. That's a whole different episode. That is a whole different episode. And if we're going to do that, we need to at least get Jess. Walk away from it, sir. No, we need Jess on it. It needs to be like a triple recording of (laughs) Jess and I being like, I'm going to bring together the entire cast of the original Kineticon musical for a convention confessional. No, (laughs) actually, I mean, like, Maddie was in that too. Maddie and Jess and I were like, I'll just tell you this. That show had like, I was the director and Halden was the other director. But then there was like, like at least 10 other people on this board of directors so the show was really directed by nobody mm-hmm. and it, it, it could you could see that it starts it started off strong and then like i don't know what happened it just kind of like peters out so well again another time another confessional <laughs> that's that, true again, could be its own episode. it's true Fine. and i don't want to insult any people that was in it because a lot of them are still my friends so like that's not what i'm gonna do but like right. i don't know it was we were trying to do something that was bigger than the scope that we could work with. Like, <laughs> like we were so young and we we're trying to put on like a fully, a full musical with a bunch of people that like did not have any training in musical theater. So it's a miracle. It happened at all, honestly. But right. I mean, so Katie, Katie came to that. I said, I, and I said to you, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the musical. Come see that. But I, I remember specifically telling you that I'm like, you don't need to stay for the musical if you don't want to, which is good. Cause you left halfway. Oh, but, I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> it was it. what was it after Barbie girl? Uh, I don't remember, honestly, because I left to go get a Twilight book, so. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's, I, I like you went from that to that. Good job. 
anyway, so I, I told you not to go to that show. Well, I, that's not what I said. I said, you could, you don't need to stay for the whole show, but I'm like, but come to the masquerade because it's going to be really good. And like, that was the year that we did team rocket takes over the masquerade. There were uh, some backstory on that was that behind the scenes at Kineticon, they had somebody called the Brianna bunny, who was this person who like worked at Kineticon. I don't know if she founded it with Matt Daigle, but like, I know that she was, hosting the show before as brianna bunny but then she quit the con and she was like i'm taking the rights of brianna bunny with me which i was like okay i don't really understand the politics here nor do i really care we need to we need to figure out what to do and i had been talking to Alyssa at the time who ran main events and i was like talking to her about the musical and i was like hey do you need any help with anything else and she's like well we need to get find these two hosts for the masquerade and i was like okay yeah i'll do that can we do team rocket take over the masquerade so we had Alyssa dress up as brianna bunny and then we kind of like put her into an energizer bunny box and got rid of her but we came on dressed as organization 13 like doing the first skit and then like the music cuts out and we did the whole dramatic opening and it was fantastic because then i as james got to dress up as brianna bunny and it was fabulous and it was like after that it was like literally like within the same 24 hours that you like contacted me you're like do you want to come post stuff at the ac masquerade i was like yeah i do (laughs) and then but then katie then you opened up like a can of worms where we just started working with each other on like 95 different shows (laughs) it's true yeah that's all your fault thank you yes it's all my fault (laughs) i mean clearly it was probably part of mine because i was busy stalking you because i wanted you to come work for us my plan worked, so whatever. <laughs> I got what I want. I know, I got to, I mean, the, the thing is that we have a really good dynamic on stage. Like, and I'm not, like, insulting other people's dynamics. I don't, that's not what I mean at all. It's like, sometimes you have a natural way of talking to people on stage that doesn't necessarily translate to, like, other people you could host with or work with. Like, that chemistry. Like, I let, let me put it this way. Like, I was watching... Um, god what was it the the show you were in on the couch mm-hmm. and like you two were like the heads of that particular show and like i'm like the chemistry is here so it's so good like you know how to play off each other and it's like that has to come naturally you can't invent that and for you and me on stage we were able to do that also and i was like that's that's why i liked hosting all those shows with you so the first show we officially hosted together was the dating game in 2009 at Kineticon, There's no in which i what there's no proof of that show yeah i know i well there's pictures that happened people were there so. yeah come on <laughs> they there's could pictures. be doctored okay well either way we did it like that whole show was a fever dream because we have absolutely no <laughs> it's like I mean, we have like four pictures of me as like like john hart and you as jack harkness okay we also did an opening musical number which actually went over pretty well considering we did the rehearsals in your tiny bedroom yep uh but anyway so like we were jack and john harkness i i jack and john harkness (laughs) you took my last name name. (laughs) not taking your last name (laughs) i know if anything it would be the other way around it would 100 be the other way around yeah i know like i know jack harkness is not he's definitely the bottom anyway Mm -hmm. uh so (laughs) um we did that show together it was really fantastic and i i had a great time i the things that i remember also kind of your dream like i remember there being like a banana at one point there was a banana and the doctor uh went off and ate it that was jim oh did he eat it or did i eat it oh no i think he ate it Okay, but why did the banana peel wind up on the stage, and why did I fall on it? Because he chucked it after he ate it, and you fell on it. 
Okay, to be fair, I remember walking towards it, like, being like, uh, uh, I'm just slip. But then I actually did slip because I didn't think it would be as slippery as it was. Oh, right. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about having trouble walking on stage? No, I didn't have problems walking on stage. I have problems pretending I have... that you can't walk, pretending that you have a cane. Like, should we just, we're not going to go that. <laughs> oh, do you want to go there? Okay. We're not going to go there. Again, that's a whole other episode. You can't just say that. You can't just be like reference like every single episode. You're like, we're going to like vaguely like describe something Don't that happened. Don't you worry, Ryan. When that episode comes around, I will make sure I'm going to label okay, it fine. Sherlock Holmes. I guess we're just going in chronological order then. Anyway, um, <laughs> So this is the dating game. I've convinced Katie to do it. Uh, um, Rob had, I almost called him Sketch, but we have not called him Sketch in years, but he went by Sketch at the time. Rob had built like a life-size TARDIS that we could get in front of, and he asked if he could bring it to Kineticon. And we're like, yeah, sure. Put it in the front, in front of the main events masquerade stage or whatever, the main stage. So we put it there. And then you and I like hid in that for the seating of the tortured dating game. Six do you remember hours. that? No, that was that was a masquerade. <laughs> the dating game was like maybe 20 minutes. It, like, okay, but this is important because the people who came to the dating game, like there was only like a handful of people there. It was like probably one section of the audience, but we kept on, like our dating game got famous to the point that like it fit a room of 2,000 people that filled and then people got turned away from it, you know? By the, and yet not by, one of them filmed a second of it. Well, not this one anyway. <laughs> we have... There's 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 the Futurama dating game. That one's there. That's yeah, of like that one's there. That fucking hot mess. Yeah, I know. I feel like you're like convention conventionals, but like all the conventionals, the conventionals, the confessionals. You should have named it that conventionals. Uh the confessionals that are like really bad basically happen after this first column we do together. Because the first one we did was fine, you know? Mm. But anyway, so we did this number and we all hit in the targets. We all came out one by one. Uh, first, I came out with like half my clothes off because Jack was fucking somebody in the TARDIS and like Pam, who had never acted before, was up on stage being Gwen, um, which was really impressive of her because she had like extreme stage fright. I don't know if you knew that. I did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she mentioned that she was nervous. Oh, well, I, I, I was doing Repo, the genetic opera with her. We were doing that show to cast for a while and um, she was playing a character in that and she had never been on the stage at all when we were doing that. And like, I remember the first time she's like, I don't know if I'm going to be on stage or if I'm going to come off and just vomit everywhere. And I'm like, I'm like, Pam, go on the stage. Do not look into the audience. If you have to look into the audience, because that's what your cue is supposed to do. Look at the fucking exit signs. Trust me, you'll be okay. And then afterwards, she's like, oh, yeah, you just looked at the exit signs the whole time. How'd you know that would work? I'm like, because that's like where everybody starts. Like, you know, like when you're afraid of the audience the first time you're on stage. Now I do the opposite. Now I'm like looking directly at people in the eye. I'm like, yeah, you're scared of me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm looking you in the face. You with your stomach. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, eventually it got to the point where I couldn't see them because I need glasses and neither of us ever wore fucking contacts. <laughs> you know, so we would just go on stage blind. Hey, that's, uh, by the way, not, not that that's really relevant to anything but i've i've adulted because i did you get contacts i'm on my way to conventions that's because i'm to the point where like it really sucks that we keep all walking into shit because we can't see like there was a what okay fine i i watched there was times that we would be yelling on stage and i wouldn't have glasses on because my character didn't wear glasses and i couldn't see anything but i'd be like where's like maddie was playing buffy and i'm like where's buffy and she's like i'm standing right here what do i do like <laughs> anyway Hello. dating game so Hello. it was fun date was in that show too like we had like a full cast i don't really know wonder what remember what happened i remember people chasing people around at one point but it was fun we did an opening number we did together again mm -hmm. for the first time 
which I listened to the other day for the first time in like years. And I was like, what the fuck were the lyrics? That that's why I said the, uh, the first song that I rewrote for. Yeah, us. that's why I asked you. I was like, what were these lyrics? Because I don't remember. So, you know, for the longest time, whenever that song would come on in my like on my iTunes or whatever, I would sing the version that we did at Kineticon for the longest time. I used time. to do that for a while, too, but then I didn't hear it for like six or seven years. So. Mm-hmm. But it's if you if you, I think we should do a reperformance of it if we can find like the lyrics written down somewhere. Be like, let's perform <laughs> somewhere in one of our hard drives on some computer. We have the lyrics to that. Do you know how many times I've lost shit on those hard drives because I've like transferred hard drives like at least like six times since we met? <laughs> so right, I know. Anyway, um, so well, that was that. My dear, did, but <laughs> this has been something. <laughs> it has a. It has. It has. Should we? Did we talk about that masquerade that year? No, you know what? We're not. We're going to save that for another episode, honestly. Because Are you sure? You don't want to talk about the masquerade where we like... <laughs> like we recorded everything and it was bad. Okay, maybe we should. That Okay, so th- let's just let's just end it with this. Yeah. This is like how we met. And the future stories that we will tell are not going to be as seamless as these ones were. Right. Those were <laughs> so- like the calm ones. <laughs> Yeah, we just met like, but it was like a nice like trip down memory lane on how conventions used to be because they're, I don't know. I mean, they, they probably are still like that where you go and you meet new people. I mean, you got to give uh, the people wanting more. Also, I mean, there's always the story of how we thought we were going to get arrested at a convention. There's the story of how we thought we were going to lose our entire reputations at a convention. Wait, why were we going to get arrested at a convention? Oh, honey, remember, remember standing in a back hallway worried. Wait, are, wait, what? Why? Oh, uh, oh, uh, my God. I I wasn't worried that we were going to get arrested. But, I mean, yeah. somebody was. But anyways, <laughs> how many stories to tell? To be continued. Oh, my God. Right. That, to be continued. I don't well, know. Everybody, but... thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. It's got much more to it now that I have somebody to talk to. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for yeah. to share some stories with everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then if we you can like put you in heard you can find me on uh, apple podcast google podcast amazon um and i'm working on a couple of other places to upload this beach to Get yourself um, you can also up find on us on facebook <laughs> under convention oh. confessionals um and yes. ryan if you like now's the time you can boost your own uh podcast on here oh my god that's right well i do a million things but i do have a x-men podcast uh in which i am not magneto although i do talk about him a lot on there mm-hmm. um it's called The Mutant Ages, and it's me and our friend Maddie, and we host it together, and we review every single adaptation of the X-Men episode by episode. So we did um, the X-Men, the animated series, and we've done a couple of the movies. We're in X-Men Evolution right now, but mostly we focus on breaking apart the episodes and finding the queer coding in them because the X-Men are absolutely a metaphor for being queer. Um, and uh, we spent a lot of time doing that and also discussing a little X-rated fan fiction about who Wolverine is baning per episode. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Pagella and uh, Instagram at Ryan.Pagella. And I do a million other things. But if you go to one of those social media sites, you will see what I do there. Great. Thank awesome. you, Katie. Thank I can't you, wait to come Ryan. back and do this again and uh, talk about um are successful and also not successful masquerades oh god we haven't even gotten to the non-successful yet That's we haven't even hard. we haven't even gotten to aac or you put you literally inside a confessional like for real for real for real for real well and it's <laughs> thanks I was guys say, 
Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, share it with your friends. And if you didn't, eh, shut up. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> if you didn't, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>